Before we start today's episode, I feel as though I should insert a quick disclaimer. Admittedly, it's not the usual warning for graphic subject matter or spooky content. Although, while we're on the topic, I should mention that this episode isn't exactly suitable for little ears. No, instead, this acknowledgement is one that's a bit more personal. You see, I've recently come to the realization that I have somewhat of a clouded perspective when it comes to my own personal hometown haunts. Truth be told, I live relatively close to dozens of haunted or even paranormally charged locations, and yet I rarely speak about them on this podcast. You're probably wondering why that's the case. I mean, with so many interesting haunts within arm's reach, shouldn't I be eager to share their stories? Well, to be honest, I've always felt that these sort of locations quite literally hit too close to home. Now, this is not to say that I'm disinterested in these places, but it's hard for me to remain objective about the haunts that are sitting in my own backyard. And that, of course, brings me to today's story. As many of you know, I do my very best to approach each topic that I cover with an analytical yet open mind. There have been plenty of times that I've told you a chilling ghost story, only to reveal that it's not true by the end of the episode. Now, at the risk of ruining this grand reveal, I will mention that today's haunt shares in this sentiment. Or at least, that's what I believe to be the case. But be that as it may, I don't want to let my biased opinion keep me from sharing this story. Because, true or not, it's definitely an interesting one. So, if you will, I'd like for you to keep me accountable and hold me to the standard of objectivity that you have come to know. And in return, I will share a tale that defies all logic. I'm Courtney Hayes, and you're listening to Haunts. Stay tuned. Just a stone's throw away from Alberta's southern border sits the rural town of Columbia Falls, Montana. Now, if you're even remotely interested in hiking, backpacking, and the great outdoors, then you likely know Columbia Falls for its close proximity to Glacier National Park, a place that's renowned for its beauty and within the right circles, its fair share of ghost stories. To be transparent, I make the trek out to Columbia Falls several times a year, and at one point I did consider calling this place home. So, from a local's perspective, trust me when I say that Columbia Falls and the surrounding area has some of the best qualities that Montana has to offer. It's a town of good people, some of whom I'm blessed to call my friends. Although, there is one local spot that sort of throws things off kilter. Now, if I'm being honest, I've never actually visited this specific location, due in part to it being a high tourist traffic area. But even I have to admit that something about this attraction does intrigue me. Okay, I'll just come right out and say it. Supposedly, there is a paranormal vortex, or rather a series of paranormal vortexes, hiding in the woods approximately 13 miles away from Glacier's west entrance. Described as being a quantum gravitational anomaly, this vortex is said to have a strange effect on the land as well as those who visit it. For a small fee, guests can enter into these vortexes and experience physics-defying optical illusions, or maybe even encounter 
entities from somewhere beyond. Sounds interesting, right? Well, you wouldn't be the only one to be dazzled by the allure of Montana's vortex. After all, this area has been called sacred by the Blackfeet tribe for centuries. But how exactly did this place come to be? And for that matter, why has it gone from ancient hallowed ground to a modern-day tourist attraction? I guess what I'm really trying to ask is, could Montana's vortex truly be for real? Or is it just another hoax? I'm going to pause now for a quick word from our sponsor. True crime meets the supernatural and the unexplained. Where true crime and chills go hand in hand. Welcome to Total Conundrum, the podcast that explores the dark, the eerie, and the downright mysterious. Join us as we embark on a spine-tingling journey through the mysteries that keep you up at night. We're diving deep into true crime stories, uncovering the most baffling cases, and exploring the twisted minds behind them. But we don't stop there. We're also exploring the paranormal, from haunted houses to cryptids and all the creepy things that go bump in the night. Get ready for some supernatural thrills. And what sets us apart? Prepare for a dose of dark humor as we navigate through the creepy and bizarre. <laughs> We've got it all. Bone-chilling tales, banter, and mind-boggling conundrums. You won't know whether to scream or laugh. So grab your favorite snack, turn down the lights, and join us for a roller coaster ride of true crime and the supernatural sprinkled with a bit of comic banter. Stay curious, stay captivated, and let's dive into the world of Total Conundrum. Now available on your favorite podcast platform. Get ready to be captivated, creeped out, and cracked up with Total Conundrum. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Total Conundrum. Please make sure to check out our website and blog at totalconundrum.com. For news, upcoming events, merch, bloopers, and additional hysteria, you never know what will pop up, so be sure to follow along. If you want to show your support for Total Conundrum and gain access to all of our bonus content, please visit our Patreon page. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The links are available in our show notes. If you have any questions, comments, recommendations, or stories to share, please email us at contact at totalconundrum.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the love. Keep on creeping on, mother cluckers.
When you first pull into the lot, off of Highway 2, the property would likely appear to be somewhat unassuming. Being just one of many tourist attractions lining the road to Glacier National Park, well, Montana's vortex sort of gets lost in the shuffle. But even still, its effects can be felt pretty much immediately. Or so they say, at least. Let's take a walk, and I'll explain more. Our trek begins with an ominous message. Or rather, a warning, posted at the entrance of this attraction. Dizziness and distortion may occur. Enter at your own risk. These words are painted across a myriad of signs that line the entryway, cautioning each and every visitor that this is the point of no return. Now, if you were to look down at the ground just below these signs, you'd come across a small concrete platform. Not much larger than your own front porch step, this slab is the first of several alleged portals that we'll come across. Oh, and you may want to watch your step, because this portal is one that may just knock you off your feet. You see, this otherwise unimpressive platform apparently has the bizarre capability to visibly stretch and compress the body. In fact, if you and I were to stand on this platform together, one of us would appear to be several inches shorter, while the other would seem to have grown in height. Now, for the sake of transparency, I should mention that Joe and Tammy Hauser, the owners of Montana's Vortex, claim that the platform is in fact level, meaning that the effect it has on willing participants is a bona fide optical illusion with a distortional influence on the body. I know, I can already feel the vertigo setting in. It's a dizzying experience that will likely remain throughout the rest of our journey, only getting worse as we take a step forward into the strange little cabin that stands before us. Just a few feet past the platform, where we stood moments ago, there's a rickety old cabin that's nearly turned on its head. Tilted 18 degrees off its axis, it's hard to believe that this structure has been standing for over 50 years. They call it the House of Mysteries. Admittedly, it's sort of a grandiose name for the modest shack that Joe and Marge Huber built when they owned the attraction back in the 70s. Supposedly, the House of Mysteries was originally built at an upright angle, directly atop the smallest of the three vortexes on the property. Then, as time passed, the building began to slant, evidently due to the vortex's innate power. Now, while inside, visitors can participate in an array of, let's call them experiments, between climbing ladders and lifting weights, or even simply standing on the slanted floor it all becomes much more difficult under the influence of the vortex below. Okay, I know what you're probably thinking. This self-proclaimed house of mysteries sounds more like a carnival funhouse. And hey, I'm right there with you. I mean, given the nature of this attraction, 
A part of me thinks that this structure was built in a fashion that's more intentional than it is paranormal. But even still, those who have had a chance to walk through this building may just beg to differ. You see, the vortex that sits just a few feet below these floorboards is said to have a physical effect on the world around it. Of course, its influence is quite apparent when considering the House of Mysteries' tilted nature, although it's worth mentioning that these effects are not only seen, but also felt. Not unlike the experience we felt while standing on the platform just outside, those who enter the House of Mysteries will notice a slight yet undeniable shift. Only this time, the change isn't noticed in their height, but rather in their center of gravity. You see, while standing inside the building, visitors are likely to feel as though they are leaning, probably about 18 degrees in either direction. Now you could probably argue that any visitor would almost certainly be standing on unlevel ground, so of course, they would feel a bit off kilter. And honestly, that's a fair point. But as near as I can tell, this shift is felt internally, not externally, almost as if their very soul is leaning to one side of the body. Needless to say, this sensation is quite jarring, especially when you enter the House of Mysteries with a skeptical mind. So, I guess, maybe there is some truth behind this story after all. Further into the woods, beyond the House of Mysteries, sits the property's third and final vortex, a serene final destination to conclude our vertigo-inducing journey. Here, there is a grove of fir trees, with trunks growing in natural spirals. To those of you who are interested in sacred geometry, if you're thinking Fibonacci sequence, then you'd be right on the money. According to Joe Hauser, at least, this is nature's way of dealing with the chaos that's emanating from the vortex. And yes, as I'm sure you've caught on by now, the human body is also subject to these effects. Somewhere nestled within this grove of spiraled trees, there is yet another platform. Cut into the shape of a hexagon, this structure is much larger than the one situated at the property's entrance. Oh, and it has a different reputation entirely. You see, this platform is known simply as the Aura Spot. Yes, you heard that right. Here, you can supposedly see your aura. I know, it's a wild claim to make, but bear in mind that hundreds of visitors have experienced this very phenomenon. As a matter of fact, it's a featured element of every guided tour that Joe leads. On these tours, guests are invited to complete various activities, each of which are specifically designed to reveal their aura. In one exercise, for instance, Joe invites willing participants to hold their palms parallel to the ground. Those who do often report feeling the oddest sensation, that their fingers have energetically fused together. Then, somewhere within this energy, a glimmer of color will sometimes appear. The aura, Joe often tells them, it's the life force behind every living thing. Okay, I feel as though I should mention that the physical side effects of our journey through Montana's vortex are real bona fide phenomena, the likes of which have been experienced by countless truth-seeking travelers 
who have visited this destination over the course of several decades. And for what it's worth, there is a detectable amount of electromagnetic energy radiating from the property. Now I'm sure some are willing to wager that these energy hotspots are naturally occurring, rather than supernatural. But even so, this argument doesn't stop the rumors, claiming that these vortexes are actually portals, or rather, doorways, between our world and somewhere else entirely. And, well, it's worth noting that we are not the first paranormal researchers to delve into this topic. As a matter of fact, Joe Hauser is a self-proclaimed Bigfoot enthusiast and paranormal researcher. As such, he purchased the property with the intention of documenting the paranormal activity that's so common around Montana's vortex. Throughout their years living and working here, Joe and Tammy have recorded everything, from spectral orbs and inexplicable lights, to UFOs and even alleged Bigfoot sightings. And the Housers are so confident in their findings that they encourage their guests to bring paranormal equipment with them to the property, so that they too may conduct investigations of their own. I know, it's a tempting offer. I mean, what a better way to determine the validity of these claims than to experience and document them ourselves. So, in light of that, let's discuss the specifics of the evidence collected here. Let's begin by focusing our lens back on the House of Mysteries. According to several of my sources, at least, our slanted little shack is somewhat of a hotspot when it comes to spirit activity. Specifically, I saw a number of reports from guests claiming to have captured spirit orbs on camera. That said, it's also worth mentioning that I wasn't able to find any images online that could serve to substantiate these claims. So, yeah, as interesting as these reports may be, it's probably best to take them with a grain of salt. Moving back outside, the location as a whole is known for its own bizarre happenings, particularly when it comes to cryptozoology. For example, Joe and Tammy claim to have encountered a Bigfoot-like creature on several occasions since buying the attraction. This creature seems to appear at random, only to disappear moments later, almost as if it is somehow slipping into and out of our physical reality at will. And if what the Housers say is true, it's all thanks to those portal-like vortexes that are scattered about their property. Now, like I said, I didn't see much evidence online to support what I consider to be somewhat bold claims. In fact, most of the photos I came across were wholesome shots of family vacations. No blurry images of Bigfoot or oversaturated pictures of spirit orbs in sight. That said, there is at least one photo that I think is worth bringing to your attention. Back in April of 2013, Joe Hauser was patrolling the property when he noticed something strange up in the sky. It was approximately 12.45 p.m., with the sun being more or less directly overhead. And yet, there was a large glowing light, reminiscent of the sun's rays, coming up over Columbia Mountain. Mystified, Joe snapped a picture of the anomaly. And just as he did, the light collapsed into a small orb before it flew off to the east and quickly disappeared. Oddly enough, this wouldn't be the last time that this light made an appearance in Columbia Falls, as several of Joe's colleagues witnessed the same anomaly only two months later. 
As always, I will link this photo in today's show notes at hauntscast.com. And if you're as skeptical as I am, I encourage you to check it out. Because the photo itself is quite the compelling piece of evidence, especially considering that the sun would not have been that low in the sky at high noon. If you've made it to this point in the episode, surely you can see why I'm having trouble wrapping my head around this haunt. I mean, the activity at Montana's Vortex varies widely, and as far as documentation goes, there is very little evidence that's publicly available. That said, I also don't buy the idea that Montana's Vortex is a complete and utter hoax, at least not an intentional one. After all, Joe and Tammy Hauser are very open about their experiences, and actively go out of their way to ensure that their guests, skeptical or otherwise, go home as believers. So, in light of that, I feel as though I should mention that I've officially made plans to visit Montana's Vortex the next time I'm in Columbia Falls, so I'll be sure to update you on any strange experiences I may have. But in the meantime, I hope you'll let me know what your thoughts are on the matter, Does this place sound like a hoax to you, or is there actually something strange, if even supernatural, taking shape in the woods outside of Glacier National Park? Well, I guess there's only one way to find out, isn't there? This episode of Haunts was written and produced by me, Courtney Hayes. If you've been enjoying the show so far, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review. A lot of work goes into each episode, and supporting the show in this way really helps us reach more listeners each week. It's entirely free and takes about 30 seconds, and it would genuinely mean the world to me. Also, if you're interested in learning more about today's topic, I greatly encourage you to check out the show notes section on our website at hauntscast.com. This is the location where I share my sources and provide any visual aid that may be referenced during the show. Finally, I would love to connect with you online. You can find me on Instagram at HauntsCast, or you can join our email list for updates about the show. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, happy haunting.